Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We have an old friend of mine on the show, and you all know him as an RBM broadcaster, uh, John Moore, ex-Green Beret, I've been broadcasting, uh, doing the patriotic thing for years and years and years, and uh, has a big audience, and uh, he uh, is going to come on and talk to us uh, about the clot shot in the U.S. and Israel, and we're going to be getting into uh, World War III issues, and of course we have a failed drug war, I think led by uh, fentanyl, opium, and the... uh, open borders if I were to lay the blame and we're going to get into that all that with John but before we join him we need to take care of a little business first and ladies and gentlemen I really believe that we are in a situation where very soon the only food you're going to have access to is what's already in your home and uh, we we know about the chicken farm that just uh, went down we've had 110 food processing plants go up in flames or other natural <clears throat> quote-unquote disasters. Uh, there's clearly something going on with the food supply. Uh, weather modification seems to be shortening growing seasons in the United States today. Uh, we have 50 million people under weather watch for wind chill and severe weather. So uh, let, let's just cut to the chase. You need storable food. What are you waiting for? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com for 25-year shelf life. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 2,000 calories per day. Preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water. I'm worried about the grid and the viability of the grid. We've had nine attacks on the grid in the last five weeks. And we absolutely need to make sure that we have the ability to filter water because that will become a primary requisite. So to find out about the best Alexa Pure Pro water filter, go to and I do mean go to after the show, waterwithdave.com. The Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter publishes the research. You'll see they're number one in the field, and they have a special going on, as does um, my Patriot Supply and our food supply. So two things, preparewithdave.com and waterwithdave.com. That's where you go for your resources. They sponsor the show. We want to thank you. Uh, for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to John Moore. John, welcome to the show. Been a long time since uh, we, we've been together on this show. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to be on a panel of uh, experts uh, that you brought on. Jeff Nyquist, really good. Steve Abinun, uh absolutely a fantastic show that you have on Tuesday mornings in our panel where we'd uh, kick around uh, and debate different issues. But uh, we live in perilous times, don't we, my friend? Absolutely, Dave. Good to be with you, sir, as always. Yes, the Tuesday morning roundtable is uh, quite a, a, an event we have every Tuesday, and you've added a lot to those discussions. And you're right, Dave. I've been doing a, a sort of talk radio in, uh, about, what was it, 1995, I guess it was, uh, with WGNU 920 on the AM dial in St. Louis. Uh, so I've been at this quite a while. Uh, I was, in fact, I was interviewing Steve Quayle in the late 90s as well when he was just getting started. Um, well, Dave, let's just take these issues uh, one at a time. Okay. And um, what we're witnessing uh, on the 30th day of, 31st day of January 2023 is the worst crime in recorded human history that would be the, the tens of thousands, soon to be hundreds of thousands, soon to be millions of people in North America and Europe primarily dying and being disabled 
and made sterile from the COVID-19 vaccination clot shot. I like to call it the clot shot. Um, it's, it's amazing how long it's taken for people to wake up to this, but it's taken, we're into the third year now of the clot shot having been released. Uh, as you know, and some of your listeners know, I, I spent most of my adult life as a criminal investigator investigating homicides, other crimes, and doing a trial preparation for murder cases as well as civil cases. So I know what evidence is. I know how to find evidence and how to locate witnesses and take statements. One witness I'm attempting to interview personally has given statements to two friends of mine. They're both medical professionals. The husband is a a chiropractor. The wife is a nurse practitioner. In the confidence of their relationship, she told them the following, that the company she works for, and it's either Pfizer or Moderna, I don't know yet. In the confidence of of their relationship, she told them the following, that we worked for six years on the vaccine before it was released in January 2020. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Dave. How can you develop a vaccine for something that doesn't yet exist? How can you do that? If it's part of the plot to make it exist and then perpetrate that fraud on the American people. Well, clearly, well, your, your answer is correct, but clearly COVID-19 existed before uh, the uh, vaccine development began. And, of course, it's a fantasy to think that any vaccine can be developed in less than a year. This never happened. And it still hasn't happened in terms of developing a a safe and effective vaccine. Dave, we hear the term regarding COVID-19 vaccination all the time. We hear it referred to as experimental. You hear that a lot yourself, don't you, sir? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Once you've tested something for six years, it's no longer experimental. You know exactly what it is, what it will do, what it won't do, what the side effects are. So it's improper and incorrect to call the COVID-19 vaccinations uh, experimental because they were developed for six years, which is about the average, by the way, to develop any vaccine before they were released to the public in January 2020. Uh, This is an agenda to murder, disable, and sterilize Americans and Europeans primarily. And they're having great success, aren't they, sir? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the interesting thing is, and you said that six-year period from your source, this dovetails with my timetable in 2014, and I didn't know it was COVID, but I published an account that I had information that Devin Archer and Hunter Biden accompanied a biological shipment out of Ukraine to the Wuhan lab, and I published that on my website in 2014, and that really matches up with the time frame because six years later is when COVID was released upon the United States. Absolutely. I was going through my RBN archives uh, the other day, and I did an interview every Thursday with uh, Dr. Lynn Horowitz, uh, focusing primarily on on COVID-19 and the vaccinations. Um, We're going to be editing those to take out the commercials and the the non-relevant parts to hopefully come up with about one solid hour of Dr. Horowitz and I discussing what we knew at the time in March of 2020 was the biological weapon and the fact that I'm not sure if it's in one of these interviews it was either with Dr. Horowitz or with Dr. Deagle. I mentioned my belief that the vaccines were already in the refrigerators waiting to be distributed, which I, I believe the evidence is going to show that before this is all over. What do you think, Dave? Well, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I'll add one more thing to what I just said about the shipment. Uh, Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio and the head of the New California Movement, he had something along these lines as well, too. And he told me that the crew on Air Force Two that transported uh, Archer and uh, Hunter Biden all ended up dead and uh, unnatural causes. So this all fits. I mean, what you're saying to me is really uh, ringing home. Absolutely. Well, Dave... um it's too late for almost almost all adults in the United States and other places that wanted to get the, the COVID-19 vaccine have got it. Those who were coerced into getting it got it. Those who got it out of pressure from family members have got it. It's too late for them. Now, the people that are left are infants. It's only been less than three months that the Center for Disease Creation uh, gave the authority for infants six months and older to receive the COVID-19 vaccination clot shot. Uh, 
And, of course, many children and teenagers have not yet gotten it. I believe in the, in the context of the audience we have, we need to focus on doing anything we can to tell parents and grandparents, please, please, do your homework, look into the COVID-19 vaccination, and hopefully reach the decision not to have teenagers get it, not to have children get it, and not to get have infants get it. This is a literally a matter of life and death, isn't it, sir? Well, it absolutely is. And the thing is, it's totally unnecessary because we know that uh, when when young people got COVID, it, it was almost like having a mild form of the flu. It's unnecessary medically. Precisely. The chance of a healthy child who's not obese, doesn't have type 1 diabetes or some other chronic issue. The, the chance of a child dying from COVID-19 are about the same as being struck by lightning, almost non-existent. Almost non-existent. Um, and, of course, the vaccine doesn't work and isn't safe or effective either one. So <laughs> um, I've been waiting. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tucker Carlson. I've been waiting the past uh, two-plus years for Carlson to uh, go public with the fact that the vaccine is not safe or effective. He finally did in December, um, which I'm glad he did. But if he had gone public sooner, uh, his statements could have saved a lot more lives, couldn't it? It could have, but you have to understand, he doesn't have total discretion over what comes of the air. So uh, he may have been chomping at the bit to do this, but to go on the air and do it, he had to have some cooperation from his producers. Absolutely. Well, I was on Fox News uh, in the fall of 2021, uh, excuse me, 2001, missed by a couple of decades, uh, discussing uh, terrorism. So we had uh, a a female uh, producer out of New York, and we did our first show, got good numbers. It's always a matter of numbers. Did a second show, got good numbers. And we're both getting comfortable working with each other. And she says, John, what would you like to talk about next? And I said, well, let's talk about the feel-good, make-believe security at these airports. She says, I'll talk to my boss. I'll get back with you tomorrow. She gets back with me the next day, and she says, John, it's too scary. We can't talk about that. So I got censored out of Fox News myself, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fox News vacillates because uh, I believe the Murdochs are kind of the odd man out with the New World Order. Uh, they use their le- network as leverage. They did it with uh, Glenn Beck uh, with regard to when Barack Obama got elected and Rupert Murdoch was being persecuted on minor bank charges in England at the time. And now his sons are facing being excluded from the group. And so he brings on Tucker Carlson. And the pattern is remarkably the same. Well, Rupert Mur- Murdoch and the people who run and control Fox they have different agendas. One, of course, would be a political agenda. The other would be making money. And Tucker Carlson has either the first or second largest audience in television, which draws tremendous uh, advertising revenue into Fox, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's probably the saving grace of why Tucker continues to be able to do what he does, is he's a cash cow for Fox. And I think as long as he continues to be a cash cow, he'll be giving a lot more uh, levity, a lot more uh, ability to talk about what he wants to. Once again, within certain parameters, you know, he went public a few weeks ago with the fact that the uh, CIA was involved in murdering uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Uh, Other things he's gotten into, which are basically off limits to mainstream media, aren't they? Yeah, well, they are off limits. Uh, but you know it's interesting though. You know Tucker's only can, can say what they tell him he can say, and and I um, cut my teeth on the Kennedy assassination with people like Jim Mars, and I spent over thirty years on that topic. And I could tell you, the CIA definitely had a hand, but the decision to kill John Kennedy was not exclusively the CIA's. Nor did they have people at Daily Plaza. They contracted with third party agents, and I'm waiting for Tucker to come out with that too. Well, that may or may not happen. I don't want to dwell too much on the Kennedy assassination. I was a sophomore in high school. I could I could walk up to the exact chair I was sitting in in the library when the principal came over the public address system to announce the president had been shot. And then I guess it was an hour or two later that the president had died. Um, so, you know, 
I was 16 years old, so it was, you know, I was a young adult uh, in mid-teens, and um, it was horrific, and it changed our world forever, didn't it? Well, it's really the coming out party for the, uh, shall we say, the deep state. You know, I just did a podcast on this where I talked about 1947, saw the emergence of the NSA and the CIA transferred over from the OSS, and the Kennedy assassination, I believe, was their coming out party for the establishment that the deep state really calls the shots. Well, it was Nixon's turn, the um, deep state, the powers that be. And, and of course, I was I was very aware of what was going on. My first presidential election, I recall, was uh, the second run of uh, President Eisenhower. And um, the uh, Democratic uh, candidate, I recall reading the paper, I started reading the paper when I was three years old, but the Democratic candidate, uh, they, the, the mainstream news was saying the following: He's too intellectual to be elected president of the United States. Um, and uh, I thought that was very odd. Even as a youngster, uh, I would have been what nine years old at the time, 1950. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BuryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BuryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time six that uh, how could you be too intellectual to be president of the united states uh but that turned out to be true uh being an interesting segue a friend of mine she was the the president the campaign chair for three different presidential campaigns she always she always kept her name in the background let somebody else take the public uh, uh, you know, perception and um, I spent uh, three days with her and two of her top uh, aides and I learned a lot Dave about what actually goes on at that level of politics and what they do among other things they teach these candidates to speak in a manner that's acceptable to the general population as opposed to the way they speak normally in a normal educated voice to friends and family and at meetings. And that's part of the training that these candidates go through, Dave. Are you aware of that? Yes. Um, they even coach them on things like body language and making sure that there's synchronicity with their body language and the content of their verbiage. So, yeah, they, they go through actor-type training. Absolutely. And um, 
It's uh, it's amazing, uh, and there was a lot of nuances I learned um, at that uh, at that at those at those get-togethers that we had those three days down in Florida. Um, anyway, Dave, uh, getting back to the worst crime in recorded human history, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any influence whatsoever as a parent or grandparent, friend of the family, aunt or uncle, over whether a child or an infant does or does not get the clot shot, please exercise that influence. Uh, Failure to do so, well, you'll have to live with the consequences of that the rest of your life. When that youngster uh, dies or when that youngster uh, wants to have a child and can't have a child because they've been sterile, uh, you may upset some people, you may be ostracized, but at least you've done the right thing, haven't you, Dave? Well, yeah, the right thing. Uh, let's put it this way. The awareness has turned the curve, I think. Uh, but, you know, John, you know, I taught psychology, stat, and research uh, at both the college and university, and I did postgraduate work, too, teaching people doing their dissertations how to do their research. And I was, uh, we use medical modeling as, as our teaching instrument, uh, you know, how to set up a double-blind study and so forth. And when I looked at, into the uh, what they were saying was research, for the efficacy of the clot shot, I could not believe what they did. First of all, they they gave it to animals, and all the animals died. There were no human trials. Right. There were no long-term right. studies. It was we were the guinea pigs. Well, I need to give a give an adi- in addition to what you said. The studies were done, but we didn't. They're not aware. Of, we weren't. You weren't aware of it because it was. They weren't published. Uh, allegedly, this is all done in less than a year, and that's the public record. Privately, those studies were done for years before they were released, and they knew exactly what they would, what the consequences would be. But the the short, the the uh, Reader's Digest version for parents and grandparents of these children is the following: It's not FDA approved. Uh, that's a pretty strong statement. It's a very true statement, isn't it? Uh, well. Let me ask you, has the FDA formally approved it, or did they uh, stay on the sidelines? It's, it's emergency use authorization only, which is not FDA approval. They cannot and won't give FDA approval unless the uh, studies are released, which, of course, are not going to be released because they're horrific. Uh, one thing that was released was uh, pregnant women being given the clot shot, and the babies all dying. Maybe one lived. Uh, of the pregnant women. Uh, that's very strong evidence right there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Uh, this hour will go by more quickly than we than we anticipate here. Um, World War III. Um, I'll ask you a question, Dave. When did World War II begin? Well, it depends <laughs> what, what, what you define as the war. I, I would say it began with Japanese conquest of Asia. Japanese invasion of, of um, China in the mid-1930s. Then we have the uh, Italian invasion of Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, 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 of course, we have the German crossing the border into uh, Sudetenland, uh, all of which took place in the mid-late 1930s before anybody thought to call it World War II, didn't they? Well, that's exactly right. Now, here we are uh, in 2023. We have very serious things taking place. We ha- the 101st Airborne has had uh, been training off and on since World War II, uh, on one hand. On the other, for the first time since World War II, the entire division, they're called the Screaming Eagles, by the way, the 101st Airborne, is in Europe, the entire division, for the first time since, night, since World War II. That's significant. They're in Poland, by the way. Uh, so... The question is, has World War III begun? It remains to be seen if that's in fact, has already taken place, doesn't it? It's interesting. I like how you're drawing the minor conflicts into this as a prelude to the main conflict. I think that's exactly right. But let me ask you a question. How do these minor conflicts lead to a potential bigger conflict that we would define as a real world war? Well, there were treaties between uh, what we call the Axis, uh, that would be Italy, uh, Germany, and uh, Japan. Treaties signed in advance of it becoming a a world conflict. Uh, And of course there was a treaty between 
Germany and Russia also, which was just uh, two sides buying time to get ready for what both sides knew what was coming. But these treaties and alliances are part of the preparation for the larger, for the war to come. And uh, what do we have now? We have Russia and China uh, combining their efforts, their militaries. It's been said that the uh, Chinese Navy is not as big as the U.S. Well, that's if you don't include the Chinese Merchant Marine. Of course, all of it is owned by the People's Liberation Army Navy, as they call it. But the combination of the uh, Chinese military navy and the Chinese Merchant Marine is far larger than the United States Navy, isn't it? Yeah, but how about the difference in technological prowess? Well, it's been said, and I'm no, I've not quite frankly kept up to speed of the latest, but it was said this morning on my show by Jeff Nyquist, I believe, that the, the Chinese have gone, in some areas of technology regarding warships, leaps and bounds ahead of us. I believe they may have uh, these torpedoes, underwater torpedoes that can go more than 100 miles an hour, cavitating torpedoes, which puts at risk all U.S. Navy warships because they, I don't believe there's any defense against them. I'm aware of Are you aware of any no, defense not against at all. cavitating? No. You know, a torpedo that goes 100 miles an hour is an awesome weapon. And then the Russians have developed missiles that can go six, I believe it's six or 7,000 miles per hour, isn't it? 7,000 miles per hour. Once again, uh, if there's anything that could oppose it, would be laser, space-based laser technology. And we don't know how good that laser technology is. Is it up to the task of shooting down missiles going 7,000 miles an hour? I simply don't know. Do you, Dave? I've been told by a source I have that was connected with the Space Force that, yes, it is. But, first of all, detection in time would be a prerequisite. And the question I would have is, do the Chinese have a way to camouflage that? Well, there's another aspect of this. Uh, the communist spies would know the capabilities of these space-based weapons. Of course they would. And most weapon systems would have a, a number of missiles that they could deal with all at the same time. So if you if you find out, for, and I'm just pulling numbers out of the air here, say our space-based laser technology could knock down 20 of these hypersonic missiles at one time, well, why, don't, why not go ahead and shoot 40 at the same time? Well, yeah, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'll, I'll tell you this. We know that the Chinese have developed killer satellites for a reason, and they have put extra effort into it, but their efforts to just interfere on a test basis with uh, communication transmission have failed. So it looks like we have negated the Chinese threat to our satellites, and I don't think the Chinese would put those kind of resources into this endeavor unless they were fearful that uh, some of what they want to do would be blocked by space-based weapons. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure the Chinese have taken all that into account in their calculations about uh, going to war with the United States. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at my website, at thelibertyman.com, we have the English translation of the speech given by the top Chinese general, the Minister of Defense, where he states the goals of China, which is to colonize the United States with no Americans being present. That is the goal, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. Are you talking about the Wee Fang speech? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we both came upon that around 2017, and he says he wants to use... Um, race-specific biologicals they obtained from the Israelis. Right. And of course, this was 20-something years ago when it was still only a possibility. Uh, this technology uh, in, in leaps ahead every couple of years exponentially, doesn't it? Yeah, it's hard to know where they're at with this right now. We know that the Israelis are a leader, if not the leader, in, in these kinds of weaponry. Um, and I would, I'm shocked that they would do business with the Chinese, unless, of course, they have joined an allegiance against America. Do you think that's happened? Well, I, I hope it hasn't. Uh, the connections between Israel and the United States are very tight and very close. Uh, President Trump did some things uh, in, uh, far, the, you know, to help the Israelis that that no American president has done. Uh, the most public uh, thing would be moving the U.S. embassy uh, to Jerusalem, 
uh, instead of having a Tel Aviv. Uh, that caused a, a lot of uh, controversy, and I'm glad he did it. But uh, it, it looks like from the reports I'm getting from Steve Benoon, who is a, a Jewish gentleman who, who is now a Christian, uh, that the Khazarian Jews, who do not have the Semitic bloodlines of Moses and Abraham, that they seems like they're calling the shots, and they've made sure that their compadres, the other uh, Russian Jews, for another, for one of another term, are getting the saline solution, while the Semitic Jews, who are the bloodline of Moses and Abraham, are getting the real clot shot juice, along with the Palestinians who will accept it. Uh, as I've been saying for a while here, Dave, uh, Israel, as we know it, will cease to exist in three to five years. And that's uh, a demonstrable goal backed up by the evidence that Steve Mnuchin has been getting from his high-level contacts in Israel. It's a shame to see that happening, but Israel is most heavily one of the most heavily vaccinated countries on the planet. And um, the, my understanding is the hospitals are full of the dead and dying in Israel right now as we speak, Dave. For the clot shot, yeah. Yes. Wouldn't that take uh, Israeli government complicity to let that happen? Of course they're complicit, obviously. Uh, What Stephen Noon told me is that within Mossad, there's both groups. Uh, the, the group of the Russian Jews who think it's a, a dandy idea and the Semitic Jews who obviously oppose this level of murder taking place in their country. So it's going there's already a lot of uh, conflict within the Israeli government, within, the, within Mossad, and most likely within the, the Israeli military over what's taking place, Dave. Um, that's the breeding ground for a civil war, isn't it? Absolutely it is. Except one side is going to be dead and dying from the clot shot, and the other side isn't. And so <laughs> um, they, they were in a fast track. Uh, the, the, the social pressure, the government pressure, the, the employer pressure in Israel was a sight to behold. And they, they managed to get everybody vaccinated very quickly. Um, of course, in this country, look what's happened. Almost all healthcare professionals, pretty much the entire military, uh, the, uh, the, all the first responders, police, firemen, paramedics, for the most part nationwide have got the clot shot, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, do you think that uh, since Biden was behind this and also Trump, are either or both agents in the demise of America? Well... Clearly, Biden is, from the evidence I've seen. It's not as clear with Trump. Um, I've, I've known and worked with men like Donald Trump. Uh, their egos get in the way of logic sometimes, and uh, that can be hard to deal with. So I don't know yet if Donald Trump really believes that the uh, uh, ventilators and the clot shot were a dandy thing to help people, or if he's part of a overall grand conspiracy to murder people. Um, I simply don't know. I do know he supports it publicly, which is a major problem for me to support Donald Trump. And uh, I was hoping that he would go public saying something of the nature he was fooled, he was led astray, he was lied to. But uh, that hasn't happened, has it? No, and I think maybe he feels he's bad. I'm gonna. I don't mean to be an apologist for Trump, but just trying to think like he thinks. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. He might know that something was terribly wrong, but uh, he's in a position where he's backed into a corner where he has to defend his actions. Well, defending the actions, actions that are wrong is something I wouldn't do. Uh, you wouldn't do, but when you got that kind of personality that Trump has for decades, um, that's just simply who the man is, isn't it? 
Well, I'm afraid it is, yeah. I mean, what makes him a good leader is also his downfall, which is his irrepressible ego. I'm going to give you one case to, to, to consider, though, John. And, and people say, well, Trump is a plant, he's part of them, and blah, blah, blah. And I would say this. When he came into power, he got rid of the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, right away. And it was an illegal treaty agreement that would have had a 23-person business panel that could have negated anything the U.S. government did. In other words, it was a stripping of American sovereignty. And one of the first things he did when he got into power was to, to get rid of it. And if he was really one of them, I don't think he would have done what he did to the TPP. Well, and, and you bring up a topic that, that I've discussed uh, privately and and sometimes publicly. If he was, we use the, we hear the term controlled opposition. Why would you have controlled opposition that's going to wreck your plans <laughs> and slow them down for years? Um, he appointed President Trump appointed uh, more than a hundred conservative federal judges who will be there decades into the future. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of helpful things for the U.S. military, bringing back a, a lot of pride in his pre corps, which you know, he should have done more, I think, brought back many of those flag rank officers who'd been retired too early. Um, so he did a lot of good, and he definitely slowed down the agenda of the New World Order. Uh, Hillary Clinton, if she had been president, uh, she would have been inaugurated in, in uh, January 2016. The new fiscal year, beginning in July 2016, she was going to allow uh, men in the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, to wear female uniforms and the opposite with the women. That was one of the things she was definitely going to do, um, to hurt esprit de corps and, re- and readiness as much as she could. So I have mixed feelings about Donald Trump, uh, the supporting the vaccination and uh, the tens of thousands, eventually hundreds of thousands of people that are going to die as a consequence. That's unforgivable. And even if he did all the good things he did, what do you think, Dave? I think he was duped. He trusted the wrong people. And I don't think he realized that Fauci was Dr. Mengele. Well, I, I believe, and I hope that's true, but he needs to go public with that. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. But can you imagine, he said, I made the biggest mistake a president's ever made in terms of harming the American public. That would kill his candidacy for 2024. Well, so be it. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I, I'm not well, disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm trying to think like Trump would think. Um, well, and but you know, there's something I wanted to bring up when I was last on your show, but we ran out of time. Um, I, I'm getting intel, and I want you to to see if you know anything about this. First of all, they're getting rid of Biden. There's no question. But I've also been told that they're going to get Kamala Harris out for her conduct as district attorney in Alameda County when she purposely. Uh, blocked investigations into child sex trafficking, refused to prosecute, and this was out of the local Catholic Church. And then she violated the law by refusal of uh, Freedom of Information Acts. So I'm hearing they're going to get her out on that because they don't want her. That puts Kevin McCarthy in the White House. This negates a Trump run. This negates a Ron DeSantis run, and he's one of them. He took FTX money, and he also takes money from Communist China, like Mitch McConnell, and he's pretending a facade right now to be a conservative, but he is a rhino deluxe, and he could usher us in to a new world order. I'm really afraid of Kevin McCarthy. Well, you should be. Uh, Here's a caveat, though. Uh, If I want somebody else to be president, I would get rid of Kamala first and get... The Democrat, I want to be president to take her place before I got rid of Biden. Um, now, I mean, people say that uh, that uh, Hillary is finished. Well, I don't know, but uh, if if Hillary became the vice president, oh, which my. is a, a possibility, oh, you, and then Biden was gone. Then the Wicked Witch of the West would be right where she's been wanting to be for you know, a while. I, I think your thinking on this is really uh, something to consider. But I wouldn't think of Hillary. I would think of Gavin Newsom. Uh, just as bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's why I say this. 
I don't believe that Biden took all these documents. I think he took the ones relevant to Ukraine and their criminal business activities with China. But all these things that are popping up, I think they're planted. And who would be in a position to know all this anyway and help reveal it? None other than the former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and her nephew is Gavin Newsom. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, this is interesting speculation, but um, uh, it remains to be seen what these people are going to do. Let's move on to the uh, make-believe drug war. And I got some personal knowledge that is not public knowledge. Very dear friend of mine. He certainly he was in Vietnam same time I was. We didn't know each other until years later. Uh, he was with special forces in down Mekong Delta where I was. And when it came time for him to out-process and leave the country, come back to the United States, he was handed a brown paper bag full of uh, U.S. currency, $100 bills. And uh, he said, what's this? And uh, the guy he worked with said, Bob, what do you think we made all those trips to Cambodia for? So (laughs) he took the cash and left. Uh, But they were transporting drugs on behalf of the CIA. The second story. I ran for Congress in 1996, and I was out canvassing in a neighborhood in St. Louis County, and I ran across a retired DEA agent, field agent, 20-year man. He says, John, every drug interdiction program I did my entire 20-year career, once we got to the third level above the street dealer, the operation was shut down. We were all reassigned, every operation for 20 years. He went on to explain, he says, John, once you get to the third level and higher, and in, in when it comes to drugs in this country, you start bumping into people connected to the government. So the purpose of the DEA is to uh, prevent competition with the government, Dave. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. it is. That's all yeah, it is. During the 2014 Central American mass migration into the country, I started publishing things about what was coming into the country, including drugs. And I got contacted by a DEA agent I'm still in contact with, and he was high up in the Peru's operation. And he told me, I kind of forget the guy's name who was the leader in Peru. I have to go back to my notes. But he told me about all the corruption involving drugs and the Peruvian military and our CIA and the DEA was used to run cover. And uh, he said the same thing was going on at our border. And there was later a trial in 2010 in Chicago involving a guy named Nuevelis. And part of his uh, defense and his testimony was that uh, he was promised by the DEA 20% interdiction of drugs, 80% would not be touched. And he was busted in the 80%, therefore they had to let him go, and they dismissed the charges. Amazing, amazing. Well, the the general in in charge of of Panama, he was part of it. Uh, For some reason, he got sideways with the government. Uh, Maybe he got too greedy. Uh, General Noriega, and um, they took him out. They took him down. I think he's probably still locked up. Yes. Yep. Yep. Him and El Chapo, him and El Chapo, and El Chapo had some amazing revelations too. And this is interesting, John. It really dovetails to what you're saying because uh, he he testified, and then they struck the testimony from the record. He testified, and there were witnesses that saw this and talked about it. That uh, um, oh gosh, who was it? Nieto, President Nieto at the time, uh, was was uh, being paid a hundred million dollars to look the other way on cartel activities. And I have a picture, and I published it four times on my website. Beto O'Rourke and Nancy Pelosi walking with Nieto in Mexico. Oh, really? Yes. Buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy, huh? Well, you know, it's interesting. Nancy Pelosi and Paul Paul Preston has this information, too. When El Chapo was jailed, Nancy Pelosi went to visit El Chapo's wife in Italy. She really? went there for refuge. Yeah, she was afraid of being prosecuted. Well, good for her. Uh, I don't like to see innocent people uh, caught up in these dragnets. And typically these... These drug uh, cartel guys, they, they keep their family out of it. Typically, that's what they do, their wives and their children, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What a shame. Exactly. So well, you're absolutely right about the connections here, that when you go high enough up, you start bumping into government figures. I mean, l- l- let's be honest here. Tell me that Congress people aren't blackmailed by people like Jeffrey Epstein. We know they are. 
Of course they are. That's a given. And the, uh, the, the records connected to Jeffrey Epstein are very significant and very important, aren't they? Yes. Well, there's a lot of evidence there that needs to be made public about who flew to the island and how long they were there. Um, I doubt we'll ever see that the real evidence will ever see the light of day. What do you think, sir? No, it will never see the light of day. Um, this We have a government by the deep state, and they control what comes out. Except I will tell you one thing. I saw an interview that uh, Bill Gates' wife, Melinda, did, and she said enough in that interview. I, she, I think she put her life in jeopardy. She said it wasn't just Epstein that caused her to divorce her husband. It was multiple other things. And the only thing my mind could go to was genocidal projects. Well, I didn't. I, I saw some of that of one of those interviews with uh, Melinda, and uh, she w- was warning Bill not to associate with uh, Epstein, but he did anyway. She finally went uh, with him on one of these dinners, and she described Epstein as being pure evil, and that's a direct quote: "Pure evil." How about yeah, that? Exactly. That's exactly what she called him. She, yeah, she went to the meeting, uh, and she told him, "You need to stop this," and he wouldn't stop. And he says, "I was only going to dinner." One has to wonder what was the main course. Yes, one one must one one must wonder about that. Um, well, well, Dave, uh, I hope I hope that people will pay heed. I hope that they will talk to parents and grandparents, or if they're if they're grandparents and grand and parents themselves, that they will not get the COVID clot shot for their children, their grandchildren, uh, infants. Uh, it's literally a matter of life and death. This is not, not it's not a flippant statement. It is literally a matter of life and death of these youngsters to not get the clot shot. Is it? No, it, it truly is a matter of life and death, and um, it, it clearly comes out of uh, World Health Organization, um, and it comes out of the World Economic Forum, and uh, this is where I agree with uh, Jeff Nyquist and about 95% of all of these says, but I do believe that these international groups are having tremendous power in the United States. The World Health Organization policies ended up being verbatimly adopted by the, the CDC, and then you've got, uh, as I mentioned on your show, uh, you've got Biden using terms that came out of Klaus Schwab's book during the campaign of 2020. So I, I look at this stuff and I'm saying, you know, our, we're not in control of our own government. Our leaders have been co-opted by George Soros, China, uh, groups like the World Economic Forum. They're serving everybody but America. And all you have to do is look at the outcome of their policies to realize that they are not, let's put it this way, they don't care for us. In fact, they have sold us down the river to be destroyed. Absolutely, they have. Uh, well, Cliff High has been doing some great work for decades mm-hmm. in, in these various areas. He's convinced that the, uh, the world new world order has taken off, has bitten off more than they can uh, digest. And that just the, the size of the world, the size of what they want to accomplish is going to be too much and that they will fail. And I hope Cliff High is right. Don't you, Dave? Yeah, I interviewed Cliff. Gosh, I think back in 2011, if I remember correctly. And uh, what he does is really interesting. Um, He takes linguistic patterns on the Internet and tries to use it like predictive programming. And, uh, And it's a real crude explanation of what he does. But he has been proven to be right a lot more than he's not. And I happen to agree with him. Um, I actually did a YouTube broadcast on this. Why is the New World Order in such a hurry to complete their subjugation of humanity? And they're racing against the clock. John, what do you think they're running from? Well, we don't have much time to discuss Planet X, but uh, eventually the 10th planet will shut down the New World Order. It's like we'll shut down worldwide economic activity. they, they know the timeline. I don't. People always ask me when it's, when it's going to be uh, affecting us directly. But uh, there's a strong possibility that they want to get their shiny new world order in place, ready to go and control everybody before they get shut down by the violent earth changes as well. And um, that's a very strong possibility, Dave. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's purely speculation on my part. But they are leaving massive holes. I mean, if you look at the globalists of the past, John, they were secretive. They were uh, very progressive in what they did. They had multiple plans to achieve the same goal. But their secrecy and their obfuscation of the truth was really remarkable in what they could do. And today, it's all out in the open. You don't you don't even have to, right. to do a lot of... Head. I mean, we used to have to hunt for stories, John. You, I'm sure you remember. Right. And today, right. they're right there on the front page for everyone to see. Well, that's what would be the Yiddish term chutzpah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or reckless there's... abandonment because they're in a hurry. Well... They probably have no choice, and they would probably rather keep it secret. But if they're in a really big hurry, which they are, they have to abandon their uh, secrecy and move forward as quickly as they can, don't they? Oh, I think you're right. Um, yeah, John, I do want to ask you one question, though, because if I don't sneak this in, we'll lose it in the time we have left. Um, how do you see the war in Ukraine expanding? What will be the scenario? Um Okay, we have high-performance jet fighters on the way, F-16s apparently. Uh, various NATO countries are contributing tanks. We keep hearing about a spring offensive. Well, there's not going to be a spring offensive. Heavy armor needs frozen ground. Otherwise, they're stuck on the roads, which is a death trap for ar- armored vehicles. Uh, so if there is an offensive on the part of the Russians, it's going to be when the ground's frozen, which is going to be p- pretty much right now. Um, Russians have not put the A-team in yet. Uh, they've been using uh, conscripts. They've been using Muslim soldiers from the from the southern uh, provinces of, of Russia. Um, the A-team hasn't gone in yet. Uh, they haven't deployed their their their, their best and, and newest and uh, most dangerous weapons. Um, if, if anything happens to the Russian landmass. That's certainly a line in the sand they won't tolerate. Uh, they will do what they need to do to protect Mother Russia. Um, we're dangerously close to open warfare between U.S. troops and Russian troops. Dangerously close. All the pieces are in place, ready to be moved about the chessboard, uh, involving direct combat between U.S. troops, NATO troops, and Russia. A uh, very dangerous place to be. Uh, both sides may hold off u- using nukes. I don't know. Uh, Russia does have hundreds and hundreds of small tactical nukes that could take out maybe a square mile or so, with almost no radiation, by the way. They've, they developed nuclear weapons that put out almost no radiation, which makes them a lot more uh, feasible, a lot more usable uh, on the battlefield. Um it made the whole thing with Biden being a communist agent. Uh, one, one, uh, they may just get to the point where they cause Biden to think we have that we, the United States, NATO has to surrender. You know, that could be the quick solution for Russia, couldn't it? Yeah, but I don't think NATO would go along with a Biden-initiated surrender, not unless they're all in on it. Um, good question, and and uh, I simply don't know. Um, well, the, the European leaders have shown the same depraved indifference towards their citizens as Biden has towards ours. I mean, Britain was bragging, uh, I don't know if they call it bragging, but they were saying 10,000 Brits are going to freeze to death this winter because of the energy issues, and Germany's making similar statements. They could care less as long as they have their green cult agenda, that they're just fine with sacrificing their citizens. So why wouldn't they sacrifice their citizens in a war? I mean, to me, one's not any different than the other. Well, Roger that, and they've been doing that for centuries, of course, uh, using the, the young men, uh, the best and the brightest, as cannon fodder. Nothing new about any country doing that, is no. it? No, no, not at all. But we've joined them in that endeavor. See, here's my fear too: where we could see an escalation in Ukraine, and then Zelensky says, "Your weapons aren't enough. Now we need your boys and girls," and it starts a draft, and we send our kids to the meat grinder. Well. Uh, that's possible. They also, and of course, this draft will also involve women. Yes, won't it? it will. Uh, Chip Roy, the representative from Texas, has uh, done many, many speeches on the House floor about this. Well, it's going to be it's a small, relatively small pool to, to uh, 
draft from because three out of four Americans of draft age can't join the military even if they wanted to because they're too fat, too dumb, too drugged up, or have too many criminal convictions. Uh, so it's a relatively small pool compared to the overall population. They can change the restrictions. I mean, well, that's true. Well, they're already a lot looser than when I went in, uh, in terms of physical fitness. A lot looser. They had to be, otherwise they'd have an even smaller pool to deal well, to uh, draw. John, I grew up in a military family, so I come from duty, honor, and commitment stock. But I will say this: I have told my listeners that if they initiate a draft, do not send your kids because uh, Ukraine does not deserve our kids. They're not a NATO participant. They are not a treaty uh, member with the United States in any way, shape, or form. We shouldn't even be sending all the weapons we're sending, and to hell with them taking our kids. That's been my position. Well, I agree with you, and I will make the following statement. There's no vital U.S. national security interest in Ukraine. There simply is not. No, not none, none whatsoever except Biden and his handlers want a war with Russia at all costs. Well, I want to preserve Ukraine. Ukraine has been the playground for the the wealthy criminals, for laundering cash for humans, uh, trafficking. And, of course, we had, what, 40 biological uh, chemical warfare labs there. Uh, It's been a playground for the rich and powerful criminals. Oh, no question. It's the cesspool of the world. I mean, I was reading back in the early 2000s that the Clinton Foundation was trafficking guns through Ukraine. Uh, So so this is how far back you can trace criminality. And then the child sex trafficking, that and Amsterdam were the centers of it for the world. So every type of uh, illicit crime... Uh, it's like the world leaders descended upon there are their intelligence agencies to carry out these deeds. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dave, we're, we're nearing the end, end of our uh, time together here, and uh, it's been really good visiting with you. Well, we got we got three uh, minutes. I got a couple questions. Roger that. Let's <laughs> okay. Question. First of all, tell people how they can follow your good work. Well, everything's linked at my website, which is thelibertyman.com. I say again, thelibertyman.com. My live broadcast is Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. All my shows are archived in multiple places, which is YouTube and Brighteon, uh let's see, uh, Facebook, um, and we're going to be on Rumble here pretty soon. Uh, we have archives, of course, at Republic Broadcasting. And BitChute, of course. Yeah, John, how do you get your stuff on YouTube? Uh, because you've had people like me on your show that have talked about voter fraud, which is forbidden on YouTube. Well, we're, we, I took a one-year hiatus. We're back on YouTube. Uh, we're going to see how it works out. Uh, and... Um, I don't have an answer right now, except we're back. <laughs> okay. How long have you been back? Uh, just as uh, this is just second week. That's all. Oh, okay. Okay. So. You haven't given them time to catch up with you. <laughs> no. Well, AI AI uh, gives me strikes for my music uh, violating copyrights, but that's all AI. The people at YouTube don't know or care about that. Um, but we'll see how it works out. I got plenty of uh, places for archives, and YouTube is a great place to get some notice. So we'll try it out and see how it goes, Dave. Yeah, how, how's the health of RBN? How's that going? Well, we are we're not quite self sufficient yet. We have uh, a good crew down there in the Round Rock, Texas, Austin suburb. Uh, we have a, uh, a board of directors. I am on the board. Uh, so we're making progress, becoming self-sufficient. We've got uh, all our time slots filled up with great talk show hosts, and we're drawing new advertisers. So we're keeping our head above water, Dave. No, I'm glad to see that because RBN has always been a force for good. Um, it's struggled from time to time, but I'm getting the sense that RBN's growing. Is that is that correct? Well, that's my sense also. Uh, anytime you draw your, you know, you get new advertisers because you got bigger numbers, and so one helps the other, doesn't it? No, well, it it, it absolutely does, and and so how how long do you plan on doing uh, your work, John? Because people ask me that question too. Really? Uh, well, I have no plans to uh, stop doing what I'm doing, so that's my answer. 
Well, that's good because we need your voice out there. By the way, my good friend and part-time broadcasting partner, Doug Thornton, former DHS, wants to interview you. I'll send you some contact information. Well, sure. Uh, I'd, I'd be glad to talk to him, and we'll get that done he as well. He is a, a terrific, terrific host and a great patriot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our guest has been John Moore of RBN, and you've heard how you can listen to his show. And uh, I'm on his show once a week, honored to be there. And I'll tell you, it's a great show, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out at RBN. Thanks, John, for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Dave. Good to be Take with care. you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.